0: Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodcher. Terrific. Well, Dave, it's October now, and I kind of wanted to do a Halloween-ish episode. So we have done Halloween-themed episodes before. We've done scary mythological monsters. We've done vampire bats and werewolves. And I I was kind of struggling to think of a good animal that fits that Halloween theme, you know? Yeah. So then I thought of ravens. And as soon as I thought of it, I knew that's what we were going to cover. And uh, it wasn't even on my list. And I have a list that gets bigger all the time. It's like 50 deep now. So this one wasn't (laughs) even on it. Funny how it works. But uh, through my research, I learned a ton about ravens. And man, they are super cool. Ravens are like the super smart goth person in school. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, I always that. knew they. Yeah, I always knew they were smart, but way more intelligent than I had had thought. So we are going to learn all about them, kind of like we do in a typical solo episode. But I do want to put over, put them over in mythology and how they were depicted in culture. Dave, we have not had an animal with so much mythology and folklore before. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like it's it was overwhelming, honestly. But uh, I, and I'm also excited to talk about Ravens and pop culture, as there's a lot of it. We're going to include the, the famous Edgar Allan Poe. Uh-huh. he's he was big in, in his uh, poem, The Ravens. We'll quickly talk about that. And also one of my favorite pro wrestlers named Raven. Sweet. And then, uh, some kind of, so then, uh, like Ravens in films and uh, TV and stuff like that. We're going to cover that, Okay. Uh, but Dave, so Dave and all the listeners put on your leather jackets, play some Nirvana or some like nineties grunge music in the background. I don't know why I associate that with it, but, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a really fun episode. Sweet. And we hope everyone enjoyed the last episode. Uh, all of our. Uh, Crazy stories that have happened previous this year. We had some crazy stories, including a tiger that killed two people in one family. And then we had some killer bees that killed people people after a bus crash. We had a a man that swallowed a spider. We had several dingo attacks and then also some bear attacks. And then the couple that got engaged. I remember that after after she got attacked by the bison, he proposed to her in the hospital. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so it's uh,
0: it's good stuff. So go back and check it out if you haven't yet. Yeah. As always, we are joined by everyone's favorite cheetah and rainbow trout duo, Cheetor and Dante. Good evening, gentlemen. For this episode, I put on a leather
1: jacket. And man, do I look ravishing in it. Might I say I look badass? <laughs> I'm going to incorporate it into my Halloween costume somehow this year.
0: Well, that's my leather jacket. But, you know, I admit that you look pretty good in it. Uh, Dante, how about you?
1: Yeah, man. I once dated this raven chick. We met at a Halloween party. She had sexy black feathers. And man, those were some nice legs. I wonder how she's doing. If you're listening, Alvira, hit Dante up, baby.
0: I am not even going to ask about how that relationship worked.
1: Uh, I think he got caught in her fishnets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Dave, that was a good one. All right. <laughs> it's, it's pretty silly, but OK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we also want to thank all the listeners from around the world for joining us. I like to think that we have like a cult like following. Full of wonderful people, so thank you very much. And be sure to go to Apple, give us five stars, say something you like about the show uh, on Spotify or any other platforms, if you can, give us five stars. really helps us out, and tell your friends, uh, so help us grow even larger. Yeah. But Dave, what do you say we get going about these goth birds?
1: Let's do it before I die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very gothy of you, Dave. <laughs> But uh actually, what I want to start out with is a bit of folklore. Now, this okay. is, uh, we have a bunch of folklore to cover. I wanted to cover something off the top. Okay, so uh, we're going to cover some, this we're going to cover this bit of folklore, and then we'll learn all about them. So in Norse mythology, there are two ravens known as Hugin and Munin. Hugin's name means thought. Munin's name means mind. Now these ravens Ooh. essentially work for Odin. Now, you know, we should all know who Odin is. Odin is the Allfather, ruler of Asgard. And if you're not familiar with him, he's Thor's father. So you could think of the uh, Marvel movies where he is played by Anthony Hopkins, if you want to. Yeah. And I don't think these ravens were ever depicted in the Marvel movies either. I'm pretty sure they were not. I don't think so, but they're important in Norse mythology. They're They're super big in Norse mythology. So yeah. these ravens... Uh, in Norse mythology, they work for Odin and they fly around the world and Asgard to collect news and information to tell to Odin. So also Hugin and Munin can be seen as birds of gore and carnage, as they were regularly present in battles and fights. Mm-hmm. Warriors who took part in these battles and who were slain in fights were seen as feeders of the ravens. So the they would feed the. The birds would feed on their uh, the dead soldiers' bodies. Right? Oh. They would poke the eyes out and collect their and uh, eat their dead flesh and blood. Yeah, that's pretty Halloween-y, I think. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: pretty Halloweenish, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I need, but, I need uh, to put
1: one of those animatronics on my front yard now, I picking at a dead it. body or something.
0: <laughs> that would be a good one. Yeah. So. Uh, But this feeding wasn't just feeding, it was an offering made to Odin, who was, among other things, considered the god of war and death, and who was the keeper of Valhalla, the mythical and majestic hall of slain warriors, right? Sweet, yeah. Uh, And so during battles, seeing ravens after offering a sacrifice to Odin was taken as a good sign, meaning that Odin has accepted their offer. Oh, so, pretty cool and interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to put over how deep ravens go into culture and mythology uh, and folklore. So, uh, it's really interesting. And we're going to be covering a bunch more of that uh, near the, uh, closer to the end of the episode. So, now we're going to learn all about ravens in real life. Okay. So, ravens are part of the family Corvidae, and going deeper, part of the genus Corvus. I've heard the I've heard like Corvus and Corvidae, and I swear I've heard them in like horror movies before. Really? Like Corvus? I swear I was a character in like Underworld or something. Huh? I'm not sure, but it it, it makes sense if you think it, about it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So other birds that are, are part of the Corvidae family are crows, rooks, magpies, jays. So like a blue jay, and then jackdaws, tree pies, nutcrackers. And several more. And no, I did not make any of those names up.
1: Okay. Those
0: uh, are all now pretty other, smart
1: birds, aren't they?
0: Yes, they are all known as smart birds. So the Corvidae family are known as intelligent birds. So now okay. we're going to go deeper now uh, into the genus of Corvus. And in th- those include ravens, crows, and roots. So it kind of narrows it down a bit. Okay. And then after genus, it goes down to species, and there are like a um, there are a few different ra- raven species. There's like nine different raven species. Oh. Uh, we are not we are not going to be getting into all of them. Uh, we are going to be talking about what is known as the common raven. Okay. And then after that, it goes into subspecies of common raven, but we are just <laughs> going to be talking about them in general. Oh, it gets it gets pretty taxing doing all covering all of the subspecies and everything (laughs) so so common raven is the deep dark purple and black birds that you think of when you think of a raven so that makes sense we can stick with that yeah uh now before we go further dave i think it is necessary that we talk about uh the differences between a raven and a crow as they are very much alike yeah And it is honestly quite difficult to tell them apart sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, we are going to be, let's talk about some of the differences now. Okay. The biggest difference between them and the best way to tell them apart is their size. So, ravens are quite a bit larger than crows. Uh, An average uh, weight, the average weight of a raven is around two and a half pounds. And the average for a crow is about one pound. So, You know, Mm. ravens are quite a bit bigger, typically. Okay. And ravens also have a larger wingspan, and their wings are sharper than crows when they fly. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and and their tails are slightly different, with a ravens having more of a diamond or V-shape, while a crow's is shorter and kind of cut off. Like a fan. It's, like when you go, it's like when you go and get a haircut, they say, do you want your neck rounded or even? Or what do they say? Square. Yeah. Square so, rounded. So round, rounded would be closer to a raven. Square would be closer to a crow. Okay. And then another uh, easier way to tell them apart is their beaks are different. A raven's is thicker and curves at the end, kind of like, almost like a bald eagle. Uh-huh. Like a bird of prey, not quite as much, you know, significant where it has that nice tip to the end. Uh-huh. And kind of goes down. But uh, a raven doesn't have that. There's are pretty much straight. Okay. So that's uh, another way to tell them apart. Uh they have different sounds too. A raven's a raven's uh is lower. It's a lower pitched with called croaking. And then a crow has a higher pitched kind of caw caw sound. Okay. So both ravens and crows eat mostly the same things as they are both omnivores and scavengers. They do have slightly different preferences, but honestly, the their eating habits are not that much different. But okay. uh, ravens and crows also have different manners of walking. So raven. So crows. OK, crows first. Crows kind of walk like every other bird. Right. Uh Ravens they have this hop to them when they walk it's kinda it's kind of silly looking huh. but it uh it is something that you could tell them apart by and then they also fly differently too slightly crows flap their wings a lot more, and ravens prefer to glide more okay so this is all pretty subtle, but there are some ways to tell them apart uh and both are very intelligent and have really great memories. Uh, crows are more social than ravens. Crows can hang out in sometimes like the hundreds. So, okay. Dave, do you know what a group of ravens is called?
1: A murder?
0: <laughs> that is correct. It is called a murder of crows.
1: Yeah, now, why, that
0: do you know why they are called this?
1: Uh, from Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds? I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not quite. So there it could be many reasons, but probably it's because of this. So back in the day, the term murder of crows mostly reflects uh, reflects a time when groupings of many animals had colorful and poetic names. So other examples of kind of these poetic names include uh, an ostentation of peacocks. Okay. A parliament of owls. Nice. A knot of frogs. And then a, a skulk of foxes. Like, I don't know what those... I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Skulking? Like, I don't an know. Old, I don't know. I think of it as like some Shakespearean guy who was trying to do some theater or something and just <laughs> made up different names for all these. And then so obviously the term murder uh, goes kind of with crows. So call them a mm-hmm. murder of crows. Wow and uh, crows kind of being an an omen of death from feasting on corpses or dead soldiers after battles they they got stuck with being a murder
1: okay yeah
0: that kind of make it makes enough sense i guess yeah but the the term murder may also derive from an old word meaning cruel band of thieves oh yeah which crows fit too I, I could yeah i could see that But yeah, this was one thing I uh, was—I really wanted to cover because I was curious about it myself. But it makes sense, right? Yeah, as much as you want, as much as it can. Uh, A group of ravens is also called a murder. Okay. Uh, Dave, here's a question for you. Do you know what two ravens or two crows? You know what they are called? Uh, just crows, plural. I don't know. They're called an attempted murder. An
1: attempted murder?
0: Are they really? that's it's just a joke
1: oh that's a good one (laughs) 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 somebody at work
0: told me that today i'm like yeah i'm gonna use that
1: oh sweet right on
0: (laughs) uh yeah attempted murder i think it's pretty but uh (laughs) ravens ravens aren't as social as crows so it would be less likely to see a, a murder of ravens than it would crows but yeah it definitely still happens okay uh, and their their habitats often overlap, but they also occupy different areas. Crows are a bit more adaptable than ravens, so they would be more likely to be around humans. Okay. So in urban areas, it's more likely to be a crow. Uh, ravens can definitely be in urban areas, but it's more likely to be a crow. Okay. And, you know, they, they both have their own places in culture and mythology, which we'll get to later. But honestly, the the differences are pretty subtle and can easily be confused. So maybe this list of differences can help, you know, if you see one of the one of the two, you can kind of figure out which one it is. Yeah. So Hopefully. Uh, but yeah, I felt it uh, necessary to talk about the comparison of the two. But now let's really get into our subject. Uh, ravens, more specifically, the common raven. These ravens can be found basically all over the northern hemisphere. So, all over America, uh, North, North America, Europe, Northern Africa, all over Asia, like, even in, like, Iceland and Greenland. Okay. And they have the largest range of any corvids. Oh. And they can really be found in most environments. But, uh, now, ravens, they can vary in size depending on that environment. So, like... Some of most of them in California are around like 1.7 pounds, while in Alaska, their average size is 2.7 pounds. OK, so it it just depends. It's kind of what you think. The, you know, the more northernly you get, they're probably going to be larger. Yeah. Uh, and like I said earlier, ravens aren't as social as crows and would rather hang out with just their mate. And Dave, they have really unique mating habits. So I'm going to explain a little bit of it. For a male to win over a female, he will do like a flight performance, doing intricate flight patterns, you know, like figure eights, just to uh, impress the female. And he will also show off his intelligence and prove that he can provide. For instance, he will uh, give her shiny objects or other trinkets to show off that he's good at at finding stuff, he has good finding skills. Sweet,
1: yeah. I guess uh, diamonds work with the uh, ravens too. Then
0: went yeah. over
1: a girl with diamonds.
0: <laughs> you really could, yeah. <laughs> uh, and ravens are monogamous, so they're basically they're kind of like married to their mate in some ways. Okay, and they tend to stay with their mate for life, for life, and raise their young together, which is not a very common thing in the animal kingdom. Yeah. Uh, breeding pairs, so they hey, they must have a territory of their own before they begin nest building and reproduction, and they will aggressively defend a territory and its food resources. Uh, they will likely stay in that territory for the rest of their lives. Okay, And when they have their territory and breed, the female's incubation period is about 20 days. They make a nest high up in a tree, so they have a good view of their surroundings they have great eyesight too by the way okay which is to be expected for uh birds yeah and so they so she will lay around three to seven eggs Uh, both the male and female help raise the chicks and feed them okay and then the when they get old enough they will leave which is around seven months and raven parents, they will defend their chicks from predators. They're actually known to be really good parents. Oh, okay. Which is pretty cool. I never knew that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, many predators will go after the eggs, though, as you can imagine. Mostly from other, from birds of prey like owls, hawks, eagles. Uh, they will take eggs and baby ravens. Oh. Also some mammals like martens, raccoons or you know anything that could get up there and climb a tree. Yeah. And uh raven parents they will attack an animal if they believe it to be a threat. There are reports of ravens picking up and dropping stones on other ma- other animals if they get close. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh or they 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 will do like this a swoop attack and uh swipe with their bills. Wow. And they'll they'll go for the head too. And there's been a, a, a attacks on humans before of this. Wow. They will. They don't. It doesn't matter. They don't discriminate. If you get attacked by a raven, it's probably because you're too close to their young. So you know, just just leave the area. And that kind of goes for pretty much all birds, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. I think uh, that was some cool stuff to learn. I had no idea that they were good parents. And they will they will form relationships with other ravens. So they'll hang out with other ravens, too. Uh, So in in groups or murders, I guess. Nice. And adult ravens don't really have predators. I mean, like birds of prey have killed adult ravens before, but ravens, they do fight back. So it's it's not the easiest uh, target for them to attack. And that goes for mammals as well. Uh, yeah. I, and I've I've heard I cannot confirm that ravens and crows that they don't taste good. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't even remember where I heard that from, but I'm pretty sure I had heard it.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it would make sense, you know, if you are what you eat, they would taste like death.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like you would uh, if you eat one, you get some like voodoo magic or possessed by something. Yeah. But and uh so ravens and crows t- but they both will live around 10 to 15 years in the wild. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. All right, so this this kind of goes with crows as well for the most part, but uh ravens are oppor- opportunistic feeders with a very wide diet range and they're omnivores, so eating meat and vegetation whatever they can. Uh, they will eat almost anything. Seeds, nuts, berries, insects, eggs, garbage from people. They don't care. <laughs> but they are kind of mostly known for being scavengers and eating carrion. So, which, carrion, which means like a dead carcass. Yeah. And and that is that stereotype is definitely true. They definitely do that. And so, Dave, this is another one of the cool, the really cool things that I learned. So, when it comes to, like, feed so say a deer had died okay uh huh yeah uh so a raven their bills aren't very good at tearing meat off or like tearing a carcass apart okay so what they will actually do is they'll wait until something else will open up the carcass more
1: so okay. say
0: a coyote that finds the deer and you know can get in there, and when the, when the coyote's done, a raven will go down and will swoop in for easier pieces of meat. Okay. And this is the cool part. So, say the raven found a deer that died, and you know there's nothing else around. The raven will um will make sounds, will call out for a predator animal, and uh, say like a coyote hears these calls from a raven. This coyote knows that, oh, there must be dinner somewhere. That's crazy. Yeah. So they, they will communicate with other species and tell them they have like a mutual relationship with other animals. And if you think wow. about it, it's a win-win for both. Yeah. Well, and that's I also, crazy. Yeah, I think that is crazy. And I also think that might play into some of the folklore in some ways. Like, you know, they're, they hang over, you know, dead bodies. Uh-huh. Yeah, And but in actuality, they're waiting for something else to come and, yeah. you know, chew it up a bit so they can actually get to it. But yeah, went back in the day they would feed on when they would like feed on soldiers. They would mostly go for the eyes because that's easy for them to get to. Yeah. So oh, a lot of the crazy. mythology and folklore is kind of making sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really I really enjoyed learning that that part of about Ravens.
1: Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yes, that's probably why everyone associates them with murder. Then they hear some bird squawking and they go to it, and it's standing over a body for them. it's like yeah. oh. or like
0: it's like standing like, over hey, or hey, like hey in a tree calling. Yeah. <laughs> so I I do think that might play a part in their uh, their lore. You know? Yeah. It made sense to me when I read that. So kind of yeah. cool. Uh, I, that was something I definitely did not know. Probably my favorite thing that I learned about them. Yeah, no, that is but cool. They, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's really cool. And they uh, they will prey. They will be predators and prey on smaller animals like mice or lizards, snakes, or, you know, other small animals. Okay. All right. So now I want to talk about how intelligent they are. So some say they are as smart as a seven-year-old. Hey. Really? That's not bad for a bird. Yeah. Uh, They are able to problem solve. They are able to solve puzzles. They are able to use tools. They are able to communicate with each other, use other animals for their advantage, which we we just said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I watched multiple videos of ravens solving puzzles in order to get their treat. And it's it's kind of hard to explain. So I uh, encourage everyone to just, you know, go on YouTube and. Search some of these videos and see for yourself and how intelligent they are and this intelligent factor goes for crows as well, as I to my knowledge, they are equally intelligent,
1: yeah, yeah, I remember All when right. I was younger, they were talking they they were talking about how doing studies with crows and starting puzzle tests on them uh things like that having them those having crows do it, and I thought that was interesting. I didn't hear much about the ravens, but you know as we got older. You know, people start. You start seeing stuff on ravens, and they're just so similar. It comes. They're, they're so that yeah, way they're, too. they're so
0: similar, so you can kind of incorporate them both into this. Yeah, I, I do remember seeing some ravens in a video. They might have been crows. I honestly can't remember. They had these um, large nuts that they weren't able to crack on their own. Uh huh. So they would fly up onto a street light at an intersection, and then they would drop the nuts on the street. So the cars would run over the nuts and break them.
1: Isn't that amazing?
0: And then they would go down and get get their treat. Yeah, that's really cool. That's crazy. So I, I got another, this quick story of crows, actually. So this woman would leave some peanuts out for the crows. Wow. On, I think she was in the, an apartment building. So she was she was not the the first floor. She was several floors up. But she would leave some nuts out in her window with something, like some wood or whatever. And she would leave peanuts there. And after a while, the crows would start or they would go and take the nuts. And after a while, they would start bringing the woman little gifts. Oh, wow. They they would bring her like little trinkets that they could find, especially something shiny. Like they brought her bottle caps, a screw, a paper clip, even some (laughs) coins. She got like 11 cents one time. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And this this isn't like a one off. This happens pretty frequently and i've seen this a few times with crows with ravens and crows it's like they're bartering with us sweet and they seem to like humans especially if it works in their benefit they're they're, awesome they're honestly fairly friendly some i mean don't approach a wild crow or raven but you know maybe if you make a connection with them i don't know uh, this happens more than you think and ravens and crows are able to recognize human faces Like they have humans they like. They have humans they don't like. Yeah. And ravens and crows will do this in the wild. Like I said, they would do this with their mates. They would give uh, each other gifts, especially something shiny, like a younger raven might give a more dominant raven a gift. Okay. And, you know, I think part of it is bartering, too. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I've seen uh, this one guy. he He made a puzzle. I don't know if I can't remember exactly if these were wild ravens or not. I don't know, but he would, um, he would build these contraptions like these puzzles and they would go in there and they'd have to solve it. And then boom, they get their treat. and like, they were intricate. Like I didn't even figure it out right off the bat, <laughs> <laughs> Nice. but uh, it's, uh, they're, they're really smart and I'll, I want to put over that. And, uh, uh, yeah, I really would like to become friends with a crow or a raven now. I know. Wouldn't that be awesome to have one? Yeah, that would be super cool. And You know, maybe they'll make me some money, too.
1: Hey, there you go. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and so ravens and crows, they also enjoy kicking back and they they uh, they play with each other. They, you know, like uh, like mammals do sometimes, like, like they engage and play with each other and they will even engage and play with other animal species. Okay. so so like their favorite game is catch me if you can. Oh, really? So they, yeah, they kind of, they're, they're kind of pranksters and tricksters at the same time. So they kind of like tease other animals into chasing them, <laughs> but the, uh, nice. the other animals like know what they're doing. So they just go with it and Arr! if you piss them off enough, they'll chase you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice.
0: So yeah, they're very interesting animals. Uh, I did look into it and you actually can have a raven as a pet if you have the proper license. Sweet. Yeah, apparently they can make decent pets, too. Uh, I would imagine quite a bit of work. Yeah. Just like having Mm -hmm. any bird. And these, like, so, yeah, ravens can speak, too. Like, you can kind of train them to say a few words, like a parrot. Yeah, isn't that awesome? It's super cool, man. Ravens are amazing. Yeah. I think the best one would
1: be to just have one attach itself to you, in the you know, so that it goes out and does its thing for the day comes back and sees you once in a while you know that'd be awesome
0: yeah that'd be way cool like having a, a, a semi-wild pet raven
1: yeah it's like you just feed like, a dinner every night yeah
0: and like like some people approach you in a dark alleyway and then you just do a caw caw, and the raven comes swings on your shoulder that people <laughs> don't know what to do about that
1: that would be awesome <laughs> They're like, yeah. This, yeah. And,
0: this guy, and this guy him, might have a murder what'd you say him.
1: tough guy why'd you say tough guy
0: <laughs> 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 he's like I got a murder I got murder and then but he actually means I got a murder like he's got other friends but then he just keeps saying murder yeah <laughs> that, that was that's probably gonna scare some people off
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be awesome
0: uh, but yeah on our on our conservation scale the common raven is a seven meaning least of least concern so that's good okay well yeah so Dave I hope you and everyone learn some uh, cool stuff on ravens, and now I want to get into some ravens in mythology and stuff like that. Okay. And Dave, there are there were so many examples that I had to choose that I can only choose a few to cover. But there are so many. I've, like I said, I've never had an animal be so much involved in mythology and uh, folklore and stuff like that. Ah, huh. uh, ravens by far the top one that we've ever had. Huh. The only other animal I could think of that might have be like equal is like wolves. Yeah, you got to think of an animal that lives everywhere, right? So yeah, that's true, or almost everywhere. So wolves, uh, uh, that would be my only, unless you can think of some some other animal.
1: Yeah, I can. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am not gonna challenge you on it, but yeah, for sure, it's uh, ravens by far have had the most, so it's really cool and. Yeah, like I said, there's so many examples, I just have chosen a few. So across its range in the norm in the northern hemisphere and throughout human history, the common raven has been a powerful symbol and a popular subject of mythology and folklore. All right, so in some Western traditions, ravens have been long considered to be birds of ill omen, death, okay. and evil in general, right? in part because of the negative symbolism that they're all black. So all black things, you know, think of like a black cat. Yeah. It's got the same kind of thing going on. Uh so yeah, with with their, their them being all black and then eating carrion, you know, that makes sense. And yeah. then in Sweden, ravens are known as the ghosts of murdered people. Oh. And in Germany, as the souls of the damned. Wow. Nice, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And then uh, in Greek mythology, ravens are associated with the god Apollo. He's the god of prophecy. They are said to be a symbol of bad luck and were Mm -hmm. the gods' messengers in the mortal world. So that's, once again, them being the messengers. Same as Odin. So that's yeah. a very common thing, Them being messengers. And according to the mythological narration, Apollo, he sent a white raven, or crow in some versions of the story, to spy on his lover, Coronis. Huh. When the raven brought back uh, the news that Coronis had been unfaithful to him, Apollo scorched the raven in his fury, turning the animal and, it, and its feathers black. Okay. Kind of cool. I like that one. Yeah. Uh. So, and Dave, I don't know. I, I'm not into really into this, but uh, ravens are mentioned 12 times in the Bible. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And um, they're also mentioned in the Quran. Oh. And one interesting thing, this is from the Quran, the Cain and Abel story. You're familiar with that story. Yeah. So. Adam's firstborn son, Cain, kills his brother, Abel, but he doesn't know what to do with the corpse. And then uh, then Allah sent a raven to scratch up the ground to show him where to hide his brother's corpse. Oh, interesting. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, that's from the Quran, I believe. Okay. So, yeah. Then with the story of Noah. I believe it's in the book of Genesis. Noah releases a raven from the ark after the great flood to test uh, whether the waters have receded or not. So, okay. okay there, there you go. Once again, ravens being a messenger. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. That is a kind of a stereotype that they have as them being a messenger throughout folklore. And this is in totally different regions of the world, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the, so, you uh, the, the Greek mythology. Coincides very similar with the Norse in terms of the symbol of a raven.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And and
1: and what's interesting is how they, the Norse mythology had them representing as thought and mind, and that um, I mean, and and yet their main purpose was communication. I thought that was yeah. interesting, you know, between the gods of Asgard and 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 mid and Midgard, the humans of Midgard. Oh, that's pretty interesting.
0: It's really interesting. Kind see that, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like we were saying. I, uh, uh ravens were huge in Viking culture. Uh so you have um Ragnar Lothbrok. Have you ever heard of them? Ragnar, that sounds familiar, but he's a pretty famous character um throughout Norse myth- uh Norse culture. I am pretty sure okay. I can't, I think he was a real dude, too. Ragnar Lothbrok. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure he's a character in that Vikings show. Oh yeah pretty sure but um, okay anyway he had a a raven banner that he called uh Rayfan. so it's like oh. it's like a flag embroidered with the symbol of a raven and it was said that if this banner fluttered lothbrook would carry the day but if it hung lifeless the battle would be life would be lost oh. so basically if there was a light breeze Lothro- lothbrook would win in Sweet. <laughs> Pretty good odds. Pretty good odds to set up for himself, huh? Yeah. Somebody, somebody, blow on it if there's no wind. And then <laughs> there win. you go. There you go. I'll move with the horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought. I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, so ravens are prominent in early Welsh mythology as well. Re- repeated. Repeatedly associating ravens with battles, bravery, and death. Uh, there's a famous poem that refers to the battlefield as the raven's feast okay with descriptions in the poem of ravens eating the dead bodies of the fallen warriors so that's another big one so them being communicators also feeding on the dead yeah uh dave there are so many freaking depictions of them in uh, mythology and folklore uh so i can't possibly cover them all and I Like I said, I've never seen an animal with so much mythology and lore to them. It was overwhelming to this part of research. That's crazy. So there, those are just a few um, mythological depictions of them. But I do want to cover some more modern times now. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've got a f- few to mention. This is kind of our pop culture segment. Okay. So one that is pretty famous, one of the most famous things about a raven is the poem from Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. So. Poe, I didn't even know he was American. He was, he was American. Oh, okay. I would have thought, you know no, thought British. No, I would have thought British or something. I, I would have thought British for sure, but he was an American uh, back in the 1800s who wrote lots of poems that focused on dark romanticism and gothic fiction. He's the first goth kid. <laughs> okay. So like, he's every like goth person's favorite. And I, I saw a funny meme you might get a, get a kick out of this, Dave. It was like um, a couple of goth people asking these other people, "Would you like to hear about our Lord and Savior, Edgar Allan Poe?" <laughs> nice, kind of a Mormon joke in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, he wrote uh, the very famous poem called "The Raven," and it's a really long poem. So I'm, I, I didn't plan on reading it or anything like that. But uh, the famous line, it's the its the quote, the raven, nevermore. Yeah. You've heard that before, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I believe in the poem, he was used as a messenger as well. Yeah. The, the raven was used as a messenger. So there's another example right there. Yeah. And that's probably what we're going to call what we're going to title the episode. I mean, it's pretty easy. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. So that'll be the title of the episode, baby. Nice. (laughs) So uh, something here's an interesting thing, something that I didn't know. I'm sure you didn't know. Something I didn't know was that Poe was buried in Baltimore. Oh, this was the inspiration for the naming of Baltimore's NFL team, the Baltimore Ravens. Ah, okay. And I had no idea about that. Me neither. That's interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, the Ravens, I don't think they were a team until like 1996, but yeah, they're, they're, they've been a very successful football team over the years, and they've won two Super Bowls in 2000 and in 2012. Wow. So they're, uh, they've been a very good football team over the years.
1: Yeah. That's how they more than the Bears have won since the 80s, right?
0: I could not <laughs> tell you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a, that's a pretty, I had no idea that Poe, Edgar Allan Poe was buried in Baltimore and that's the name of the Ravens matches perfectly. That's awesome. I like, how, I like, I like when cities can, you know, pull from their history like that. Yeah. But now, you know, yeah. Um, so also we have the ra uh, Ravens are the national bird of Bhutan. Bhutan. Where's that? Do you know, that is the small country by Nepal, India, and China. They're kind of in the mountains, up in the mountains. Okay. Uh, They are the official bird of the Yukon region in Canada. Okay. And then in the series Game of Thrones, you've watched Game of Thrones, right? Yep. So, you know, the character Bram. Yep. Bram actually, like, basically means raven. Okay. And then, so, you correct me if I'm wrong, but he sees through the eyes of a raven, right? Yep. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. I can't remember exactly, but um, did he he, like use them to send messages or what was it?
1: It was for him to see. uh, Now I'm trying to remember. Gosh, I haven't seen that. But kind of to send send messages so long ago. I don't think it was sending messages. It was it was or receiving site. It was his site. Uh, So that kind of
0: you could consider messages.
1: Yeah, that's true. And and they used it. Well, it would spoil it too if I said more. But yeah, uh, I think pretty much I think we're it. a few
0: years past spoiling, Dave. I think it's okay. <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, because they were spoil us. He was. He would go also be able to go into, like he would see into future and past, and the Ravens would direct it. Would direct him there. Would be there to help him. How does I don't I, I don't remember it very well. That makes but it enough was something sense. And I think that yeah. fits
0: in with, I think that fits in with what we've said about them. So that adds to the their lore of being messengers, yeah. don't you? Oh yeah, in a way. So and there's they also had like the three eyed raven, right? Yep, yep. I don't remember what that had to do with anything. That but, it was but the yeah. same
1: kind of thing. That's when yeah, it's it's okay uh, when he was uh seeing into the future the past seeing things beyond um it was with that three-eyed raven he'd see the three-eyed raven
0: okay okay yeah Yeah, it's been a long time since i've, I've watched the show so yeah yeah, yeah bram really has time. bram who basically means raven has some connection with raven so that's that's good stuff yeah and then so in harry potter uh, one of the four houses of Hogwarts is Ravenclaw. Dave, do you know anything about Ravenclaw? Yeah, they were the smartest. Oh, that's where well, the smart okay. kids went to. Yeah, who were um Were there any? I am not a, a big Harry Potter guy. I just never got into it. Uh, oh, you did? It? It's cool. Yeah. It's cool and all, but I just didn't get into it. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, who were recognizable characters in the Ravenclaw house?
1: Oh, let me think. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think Is Luna Harmony was in, in there? Ravenclaw. Hermione, no. She was Gryffindor. Um, I think God Luna damn. Lovegood was in Ravenclaw. Um, who else? I'm trying to... None of the other ones are coming to mind. I'm sure we've got fan, listeners going, like yelling them <laughs> out, like, come on! be
0: yeah, These they were, idiots.
1: Yeah, there were other ones. But yeah, they were the they were the logical smart ones. That was their that was their thing, which makes sense for Ravens. Oh, right? that makes
0: is yeah, see, that, that makes sense with Ravens. So that's pretty cool. Um so then we have the uh, this doesn't involve Ravens at all, but it is the name of someone, the famous actress Raven Simone. She's best known oh. for the Disney show That's So Raven. I remember that show. Yeah, that show was like a little after my time in the Disney because I, I watched the Disney Channel when I was a kid, but I think her show came on, like, after I was into it. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't I don't remember it that well, but I remember it, it was a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And so, yeah, she has nothing to do with Ravens other than her name. And you know what? Raven is not a uh, super uncommon name for women. Really? That yeah, was the it, first time I'd it, heard it. Oh. Huh. It's not. I mean, it's kind of a newer name, of course, but... No, it's not that uncommon. I didn't look up any stats. I should have, but uh, I did not, but uh it's it's not a bad name. No, not at all. No. Uh well and and then we have the adult film star named Raven Riley from the 2000s. <laughs> Dave, I I swear I have never searched her name in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the part where we need to see your
1: search, talk about your search history again, Matt?
0: <laughs> no no that was like a search history from high school so no i'm just teasing <laughs> it <Yeah>. but uh <laughs> yeah that was a long time ago dave uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right so the super and then we also have a, a superhero named raven from the dc comics are you familiar no i don't. so she has kind of like magic abilities and she has like a she she has a magic ability. I don't. I can't remember her whole deal, but she is commonly associated with the team teen, teen Titans. Oh, you know okay, who, yeah, yeah. Now that yeah, now she's a ghost chick in there. <laughs> yeah, totally makes like sense. The teen, like I the team, like carto- the Teen Titans cartoon. Yeah, did you ever see that? Uh huh. Raven, and then they did a Teen Titans like. um, like show and it was like pretty dark it was definitely a rated r show and raven was in there and she's definitely got like action oh yeah it was live action it was pretty good too dude you should check it out yeah i'll have to look at that like several seasons okay but uh she's uh she's a younger girl in there and she's she's always got like a dark goth look to her you know and she um in other impactations she's uh a bit older and uh, and then there's uh there's a lot of uh women that cosplay her, and oh, okay. I'm definitely into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's nice. a pretty good looking outfit, just let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then uh my dad told me that ravens play some kind of role in the TV show Vikings, and it might be with that uh the Viking I had mentioned earlier. I can't remember his name. Loth- Ragnarok, Ragnarok? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not Ragnarok, so, Ragnar. Yeah. Yeah, so he, there might be some something there. I haven't seen the show, but uh my dad told me there's ravens in there. <laughs> and okay. then um we have some horror movies like Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds as well as Damien: Omen 2. And in those movies ravens actually murder people. That makes sense. They got to live up to their name, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Did you ever yeah, see The Birds, are dope, dude? Yeah. 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 I've seen the birds and I, I, I can't, rem- I don't remember at all. It's been a while, but, and then I watch clips here and there for the show sometimes if it relates. Uh, Cause we had the, um, the actress. What was her name? Uh, I don't remember the actress name. She no, played a part in one of our stories at and with about lions or something. I can't remember. Oh, no, I don't remember. I can't think of her name. Oh, uh, anyway. Doesn't no. matter. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, yeah, the main, I swear she's come up on our show before. Anyway, ah. so then my then we have my favorite example. There is a pro wrestler. Everybody, I think everybody on the show knows that I'm I am i am a big into pro wrestling.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh there was a uh wrestler that went by the name Raven. Uh, his real name is Scott Levy. Uh and uh, do you remember anything about him, Dave? Uh, he was
1: a little after my time, but I remember seeing him. And what's funny is that he looks a lot like, remember the movie The Crow?
0: No, no, no. So, okay, time out. You're actually thinking of Sting. Oh, I think I am. Yes, I am so, thinking of Sting. So, well, Sorry. then we, we could talk about back. The Crow now. So, you opened that, that up. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, The Crow was a movie made in the 90s and uh, it was super dark and gothic y, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Who's the actor's name? He died on set. The the main was, actor, uh,
1: Jason Jason uh, Lee, uh, yeah,
0: Bruce Lee's Lee.
1: kid, yeah,
0: Bruce Lee's son. Yeah, he died on set from a prop gun that went off, and he ended up dying on set. So kind of creates more to the rave or the it was a crow for the We'll say the crow, but uh, it creates more aspect of the crow and death and all that, right? <laughs> Murder. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but you're thinking of Sting, who okay. had the crow gimmick. And yeah, he, he looks he's like actually. It, yeah, yeah, and he actually is. He still he still wrestles. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah, he's like fifty or sixty something, and he's in AEW right now. Wow, he's still what? doing that. He's still playing that gimmick. He's been around forever, dude. he's, he's great. That's impressive. But okay, wow. so I wanted to talk about Raven. So yeah sorry. Um, <laughs> he had a he had a really cool gimmick. He was kind of a dark and brooding. He would speak in poem and he had like a tortured soul character. And he would even say like quote the raven nevermore when uh he ended uh when he ended up talking and he was like a really grungy wrestler and it, it, he he started in the 90s and he or this incarnation of him started in the 90s. And uh, he wore like ripped up jeans, like a band t-shirt and came out in a leather jacket. Very like 90s grunge and came out to like Nirvana music early in his career. Okay. And then he he, he was in like ECW, WCW, WWE, TNA. He had a really long career. And he was kind of like a cult leader sometimes, too. And very violent in a lot of them. At one Uh, point in like in ECW, they did. Um, cru- he had like a crucifixion on live TV. He crucified the Sandman. Oh yeah, yeah. It it didn't go over that well. That's he, <laughs> he had to apologize on live TV for doing that. But it matched the carrot. His character, like, his ultra, he was ultra. He's very violent, and, and I don't know. He was just a. He was really cool character, and like sometimes, like he had his. Um, he, like you said, he was a cult leader kind of, and he had like his, his people there. And if they lost a match, he would like punish them by whipping them with a belt or like a Singapore cane. It <laughs> <Well. laughs> was, all, he was great, dude. I, I was, I was, I really liked his stuff. And he was, he was kind of a hardcore wrestler too, like using weapons and getting bloody. Okay. Yeah, he, I, he was cool. And he, he was in WWE too, WWF at the time. And he won the hardcore title, like a record 20 something times. Oh, that's that was like a belt where you it was defended 24 seven and like you could pin him. You could pin him backstage. You could pin him at the hotel. You could pin him on a plane. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was. It was pretty fun back. That was the early 2000s. But yeah, he's still involved in wrestling, too. And actually, he was I listened. So back in like before we started our show, which is a long time ago, if you think about it. He yeah. was. He had a podcast. So like him and Chris Jericho, they both had their own podcast. They were the first podcasts I listened to, and so you could say that he was kind of an inspiration for our show. Sweet. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. one of my favorite. I could honestly go on and on about different things that he he had done, but I'm not gonna. Uh, so, but Dave, those uh those are some depictions of pop culture. And mythology, and like I said, man, we had too many to talk about, so I, could, I had to narrow it down. Uh, Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Hey, uh, I hope I hope you and everyone learned some cool new things about these amazing birds that I know I certainly did. I learned a ton. Did you learn a bunch? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was a, this was a really fun episode to put together, and like I said, I had I never even thought of it. It wasn't even on the list, but. I wanted to cover a Halloweenish animal.
1: Makes and sense. So
0: I, it makes sense. So I'm glad this was a fun episode for me to put together. I'm glad that we did it. Yeah. Uh, for next ep- for next episode, I haven't decided anything. It could be it. It could be. A, I have no idea. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. Nice. I'll check the fifty deep list and uh, see what comes. See what comes to me. That's how it works, dude. It's like what comes to me at the time. And so when I. I was actually working on a different episode, and I just wasn't into it. And then I thought of Ravens, like, oh, doing that instead. Uh, I even yeah. have, like, a partial episode for the one I was working on, but or a partial script. And uh, it just, this was what I wanted to do. So it's kind of cool. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, you better uh, get
1: Kraken on the next one. Hint in for the next episode. Cover get the Kraken?
0: Yeah, the Kraken. Oh, yeah, I know you... Yeah, I know you want the Kraken. <laughs> there's there's a few listeners that want Octopus and Kraken. Yeah. So we'll Just, have to do let's that. Let's do it. It's let's on the list, it. okay?
1: It's okay. on the list, Dave. <laughs> what
0: more do you want from me? <laughs> yes. All right. So, uh, Dave, if our listeners want to be even more awesome than they already are, what can they do for us? Go to iTunes, up a podcast, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review.
1: Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. It really helps us gain more attention, gain more listeners. If you really want to help us out, just keep on raving about the show. And maybe you can be just like a raven and uh, throw a little trinket or moolah our way
0: via PayPal or Venmo. Dave, that might have been your best one yet. That's my favorite part (laughs) of the show nice that was that was that was your best one i mean that was it was easy but that was a great one nice job sweet it just came to me the the power of the raven was with me (laughs) yeah nice uh dave we have a few shout outs to give sweet all right so uh shout out to leah mika leah mika uh so this person said that your laugh reminds them of the cowardly lion from wizard of oz oh really i hadn't thought of that <laughs> i i, I can't it, remember what that laugh is but uh maybe it fits i don't know <laughs> yeah i guess so all right and then we have uh nix of navon Nixon of savon did i say that one right try that again uh, <laughs> yeah no it was close enough so okay. uh, they say uh that we should cover elephants Well, yeah, we should uh, i do agree i definitely agree yeah. All right. So then we have S. Peckham, S. Peckham, and they had been binging all of our episodes at, when they wrote the review. It said they were at episode twenty-four, so they started at the beginning. Oh my goodness! So that's that's you got a lot of stuff to go over, man. We have yeah. a we have a deep catalog. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. And then we also want to uh, give a shout out to Diane Williams. Diane Williams. She thinks that we're funny and informative, which is exactly what I want us to be. Sweet. And last we have Sam Lorraine. Sam Lorreen! And uh, she is from the UK. So that's really cool. Uh, thank you, everyone, for the reviews. It really helps. Uh, mm. And remember to get your force of nature T-shirts and stickers. Uh, I just received a big batch of stickers, and to order, you DM us on Facebook or Instagram pages, or email us, and we will get you a shirt and some stickers. The shirts are really nice, like, for, they're really nice shirts.
1: Yeah. Uh, I and, can see the one hanging uh, up behind you. Too bad this isn't a video for the listeners. They can see the I know, shirt huh? right
0: behind you. Yeah, it's perfect. That was a perfect setup. Yeah. It was unintentional, honestly. <laughs> It was the order of the shirts in my closet. Cause I got to get deep in here. <laughs> it worked <laughs> great. But, um, I'll, uh, if you order a shirt, I'll throw in some free stickers. Hell, do you know what? We'll do what we did last time. Send us a message. Um, I'll send you some free stickers. We already did it a couple of times. So sweet. I'll we'll keep that going. If send us some DM or email us and I will send you free stickers. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, oh yeah. Dave. What do you say we check in with Cheetor and Dante? All right, let's do it.
1: Gentlemen, I very much enjoyed learning about these very cool goth birds. Mm, I'm kind of getting into goth culture now. Maybe I will simply dress as Edgar Allan Poe for this Halloween. I mean, he wore a
0: leather jacket, right? I honestly doubt that he did, but you know what? Go for it, Cheetor. (laughs) Uh, Anything to add, Dante?
1: Oh, uh, I'm going to have to get back to you guys. That sexy raven was calling me. (laughs) Hey, baby. Remember that thing you did with my fear? Yeah, me
0: too. (laughs) Once again, I don't even want to ask about this relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So silly. Anyway, Dave, do you have anything? Do you have anything to add? Yeah, actually I do. Um, I I had another book come out.
1: Um, did you? Called, yeah, called the red the Red Riding Hood, by G. Lawrence, um, on Audible. So I did that one. This one's a more family wholesome one. You know, go for it. Um, <laughs> and hey, if we want to do the same thing with listeners, I got three keys. I can give. I can give away. Um, it has to be United States or UK Audible, either one. But uh yeah.
0: Okay. So what do so, they have to do?
1: Let's see. What should we have them do?
0: Uh, Just text wait. In? So text- you said like they can get it on
1: Facebook, right?
0: Well, are are you saying they can get it for free?
1: Yeah, I got three
0: free cards. Right. Yeah. The first three people to DM us or email us will get Dave's book for free. Dave, give us a little bit about the book. It's a take on the Red Riding Hood, but it's just a
1: glorified fantasy tale loosely based on, on Red Riding Hood. It's just but you know, it kind of takes its own venture with some of the things in Red Riding Hood, makes it all different, but big fantasy tale.
0: It's That's pretty good. I didn't even know you were working on this one. Yeah. How long is how long is this one? This one's just under twenty hours. So less than the <laughs> other one. Yeah. Yeah. The other one was but, uh, a lot longer. But Dave, that's awesome. I honestly didn't know about this, or else I would have, I didn't plan yeah. on plugging this, or else I would have written oh, no, something you've... cool to say. Oh, but yes. I'm glad you did it. We'll plug it for the next couple of times anyway. So, okay. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Everyone, check out Dave's book. What is it called again? The Red Riding Hood by G. Lawrence. Check out, check out The Red Riding Hood. Dave is a really, really good book narrator. Like, you're going to have fun with his. You've seen him. You, you've you've heard him on here. He's real so good at doing characters. So uh, check it. Check the book out. That's that's honest. I I really mean that. Oh, thanks, Matt. And check out check out his last one. What was the last one? Uh, it was Star, Star Cluster, Cluster. Sixty Six. Yeah. Check out Star Cluster Sixty Six if you want to hear Dave talk.
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> like so sailor, it's so dirty. Uh, yeah.
0: It's so funny. it's kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy rated R, right? There you go. Yeah. Well, it's Guardians a teenage, of the Galaxy, a teenage version of it, yeah. A yeah, teenage but it's rated R version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, there you go. It's so funny to hear Dave talk like that, you guys. You have no idea. So you gotta. I've I've listened to a couple chapters and it's awesome. So go check right. both of those out. We'll put them in the descriptions below. But Dave, all right. You got anything else to add? No, that's it. All right. Well, this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of Building us Up. And we will see you next time. Bye.